Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Are you still relying on a frustrating patchwork of legacy solutions? Modernize your cybersecurity and data protection with a Cronus CyberProtect Cloud. It's a single solution that combines backup, anti-malware, and endpoint protection management. As an MSP, you can easily improve clients' security posture, eliminate complexity, and generate more recurring revenue. Learn more about Acronis CyberProtect Cloud at acronis.com. All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is James Kernan with Kernan Consulting, back with another SMB Community Podcast. And today, I've got my good friend and industry colleague, uh, Hartland Ross. Uh, Hartland represents uh, two companies, the host broker on the M&A side, and also eBridge Marketing Solutions, uh, a marketing, you know, channel marketing organization for you MSPs around the world. Hartland, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, James. Uh, happy to uh, enter a new new year, 2021. So uh, hopefully, some of some of this is uh, in the rearview mirror. The, the um, kind of experiences that we've all been living now for, for the last nine months and uh, there's some light at the end of the tunnel so exactly exactly well well said yeah we're certainly looking forward to the future so well, I'm excited to, to interview you today I've got some questions for you and, and kind of want to just start off you know uh, tell me you know you're a man of many talent and talents but how did you get in the industry go go backwards in time a little bit tell me a little bit more about your background well, I was uh, actually a victim of the, and I use that term loosely, I don't feel a victim, but in fact, uh, it, was, it was the best thing that, uh, one of the best things that ever happened to me, but uh, a victim of the uh, dot bomb um, uh, and financial crisis of, um, uh, of the, the time around the, the 2000s and the uh, nail in the coffin was uh, September 11th. So I was working at the media firm uh, here. I'm based in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and I uh, was working at an online media firm. It was a public company and it was um, alive due to uh, the ability to raise financing and uh, September 11th came and that uh, sealed um, a fate for a lot of companies and the company that I was working with uh, specifically. So uh, it was a Friday and uh, myself and one of my uh, colleagues at the time, uh, we walked into the office and uh, the, um, the, the, the VP uh, there who uh, I reported to uh, called me, myself and my colleague into his office uh, immediately when we walked in the door and he said um, if you could please uh, come in here for a second and so we, we both walked in together uh, he explained that um, the, the business was in uh, financial um, jeopardy and that uh, they're going to be shutting it down and we uh, would be able to just go back to our desks, uh, gather our uh, personal items and uh, head out the door. And so about 20 minutes or so uh, after entering the, the office, I was out the door with no plans. And on the one hand, I recall feeling very nervous. Um, on the other hand, very excited about uh, potential. Sure. And so I uh, decided I would um, uh, do a lot of the things that, that we had been doing, but do it in a better way and, and do it myself. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. What an emotional time that was, you know, for, for those of, of us out there, mature business people that were in business uh, back in, you know, 9-11, uh, you know, what, 20 years ago, it, uh, you know, it was a scary time. And there's a lot of, a uh, lot of new careers started at that time. So, so what happened after that? What, is that when you formed your organization? Yeah. So I, I, um, I, you know, there's a sort of a, a period there where, um, the business was uh, not not an incorporated uh, company. It was just myself. But um, I ended up uh, forming some alliances with some uh, media partners, and essentially was uh, acting as a as a commission based sales rep, really. And um, ended up uh, bringing business. Uh, the the business that then ended up uh, securing in terms of uh, uh, online media campaigns and lead generation programs, tra- traffic generation programs. Uh, ended up being, uh, for the most part, not entirely, but for the most part, uh, with IT services businesses of one sort or another. And they lent uh, themselves well to online promotions and were, were kind of early adopters, I guess, if you like, in the space, given that this was now 2001 still. And so uh, I ended up uh, running a, a number of programs for IT companies. Uh, we started off in the hosting space uh, as, as an area where we got a lot of traction. Yeah. Uh, there were certainly um, SaaS, although it wasn't SaaS um, at the time, it was um, called uh, application service providers, but ASPs, but yeah. uh, really the same. Yeah. You remember that term as well? <laughs> um, uh, same concept. And so, you know, worked with a, a number of those groups and, and then really, um, frankly, just built the business up over time, uh, built out a team and built out our, our offerings. And you know, if we sort of fast forward to, to today, uh, we end up um, working with uh, IT firms, which for us in our wheelhouse um, consists of the, the groups that we started with, which were uh, hosting companies, infrastructure providers and data centers, but also uh, managed service providers, and hence, you know, why you and I, uh, James, got connected. Um, yeah, and then yeah. the, I guess the other group that we work with is um, the, the vendors, the ISVs to the industry. So these are the the backup solutions like Veeam. These are the security solutions. These are the the um, um, uh, mail, you know, uh, um, site builders in the case of web hosting industry and things like that. So Heartland, when when um, uh, let, let me just clarify, did, uh, did you work with the, you know, the technology companies right out of the get-go when you formed your company, or was it kind of more diverse, and over time, you really honed in on more of the MSP market? Uh, it's a, an interesting question. In the beginning, it was very much, look, I'll just take whoever I can work with. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that may be uh, true for a lot of people. Um, I recognized early on, though, as a, as a, a marketing uh, professional, that it was important to, to be very specific about who we were uh, serving and what we were providing. And so although uh, we did end up with inquiries that sort of fell outside the box, um, we ended up uh, really uh, focusing in on these these IT companies for the most part, and and then over time, IT uh, companies evolved um, partly because of the the way the industry evolved, and and partly um, uh, because there's there's sort of uh, uh, end up being related. Uh, managed service providers are oftentimes uh, channel partners for some of the other groups that, like for instance, data centers and infrastructure providers um, that we work with, and because we do work uh, on the channel and direct. Um, uh, it ended up making sense that we're working with uh, MSPs. So it, it was an evolution. And, and uh, of course, that's about 20 years of time. So a, a lot of uh, options for, for change there. So 
So let's um, let's segue over to eBridge Marketing Solutions, your, your marketing entity, right? And you provide marketing solutions to technology companies. Can you tell me, let's first talk about eBridge first before we talk about the host broker. So, cause you, you've got two, two companies. Uh, tell me a little bit more about um, what you do specifically, because uh, marketing is such a broad term. What specifically do you do for customers and what maybe does a normal engagement look like for eBridge? Yeah, so our focus is, is on working with these IT companies and we have background. Our team has background uh, in cases where they were uh, employed at, at uh, IT firms of one sort or another uh, at some point in the past that are now working with us. So I think one of the unique aspects for us is that we do focus on the space and we do have direct experience um, having worked in the space. And, and so um, as a result, we're able to write content that is, is relevant, um, understanding who the buyers are, who the decision makers are, mm-hmm. and that um, uh, the content that we write, uh, be it uh, blog posts, uh, white papers, and of course, a lot of uh, website content, building out pages and whatnot, is, is, is very um, uh, kind of uh, targeted and, and relevant uh, for uh, the, these industries and the, and the decision makers. So um, I think that, you know, in terms of like what we do and, and how we're differentiated, it's, it's around um, understanding uh, IT service firms and, and trying to be a full service agency um, within the, the, the specific uh, verticals that, w- that we're working in. Um, we don't do much in the way of offline uh, so it, it tends to be um, primarily uh, demand generation, lead generation for IT firms. Uh, it includes um, content, as I mentioned, uh, SEO, and um, um, and then obviously uh, web de- design and, and development uh, as well. So, so what does a normal engagement look like for you? Does it, you know, kind of start with uh, maybe a mini uh, business development assessment to analyze their website and their marketing plan? And most people don't have marketing plans. So I would imagine you create that uh, and then you'd be that full agency. Is, is that what it looks like? Yeah, so I, you know, the starting point is going to certainly vary um, from uh, client to client. In some cases, it may be uh, that there's a specific uh, executable uh, that they need help with. For instance, there might be some, some content and whatnot. But uh, I would say in most cases, it's going to be looking at those foundational elements. So do they have, a, what does their website look like? Do they, are they proud of that website? Does it speak to their customers? Um, is it reflective of their services? And, 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 and are there other multiple brands that, uh, they're, um, that they may operate as well that where there's an opportunity to cross sell? And how do those uh, other brands, other services uh, fit into um, into each other. So, so looking at some of those foundational elements and, and how that's being presented uh, through through their site, and and look at uh, kind of um, flushing those pieces out. And then, of course, related to that, uh, then is going to end up being uh, their their organic um, positioning and and optimizing the the site or sites for relevant uh, keywords. And once we've got that to a point where um, both the client and us feel uh, confident and feel uh, that uh, we, we can get that in front of uh, potential uh, prospects in a way that they are, are proud, uh, then it makes sense to start running paid uh, programs, uh, paid lead gen programs and, and uh, driving traffic to those sites, or uh, it may be through, uh, like, for instance, like a teleprospecting uh, type program. Yeah. 
Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, so this this is something that we we actually both have in common. We you know we have a tendency of both working with growth minded companies, right? So obviously people come to you, they need marketing help, and they start growing. And I typically work with business owners as well that are growth minded and and help put together maybe that strategy and and then use partners like you guys, even though you can do the strategy part too. But in this instance, might be the execution. But but. What we both have in common is we do work with growth-minded companies, and naturally what happens is either you grow one of two ways. You either grow organically, right, like you've talked about, or you can grow by acquisition. Yeah. So I would imagine that's why you came up with the host broker and your M&A firm. Why don't you talk a little bit more about what, uh, what you do with that company? So about 15 years ago, after we had uh, and well established, I guess, at that point, from a marketing perspective, uh, we ended up uh, finding a couple of uh, challenges from our perspective internally. Um, we were having uh, challenges generating uh, leads organically for uh, and traffic or, or that was converting into leads uh, at, at price points that were making sense for clients, right? So, so the cost per lead, the cost per sale, cost per acquisition, uh, the, those were increasing and they were increasing to the point where it was starting to not make sense for, for some of our clients. And, uh, and the competition was increasing as well. There was a lot of noise in the market. And so we ended up with some of our clients saying, look, we, we need to continue with the, down the organic path, no doubt, uh, but we would be interested in looking at alternative options of any companies that you might be aware of uh, because you're in the space that are for sale and would be interested in selling uh, their, their customer base or their business to us. And, and do we know anybody? And on the flip side, we had other groups that were uh, at some sort of uh, pivot point in their life. Uh, maybe uh, there was a, a personal reason that they were interested in doing something different in their career. Uh, maybe they hit some kind of capital constraint uh, that they had. They wanted to grow their business, but it was going to take a significant investment, an investment that they either didn't want to make or couldn't make. In some cases, there are other uh, reasons as well, be it health reasons or, or whatnot, that uh, were forcing their hand and uh, making it such that they, they needed to uh, uh, sell uh, their, their business and, um, and move on. Uh, and in some cases, it may be a retirement issue as well. Uh, despite age, uh, there were many uh, multimillionaires made uh, you know, along the way. And um, so we, uh, we helped them with this sort of this transition. And so it made sense to say, well, look, we know groups that are interested in selling. We new groups that wanted to grow through acquisition. Uh, it just made sense to try to put those together. We had a very large database um, at that point from our marketing business. So we, we built out our, our M&A practice. And you know, if we fast forward to today, um, we publish a list uh, once a week of companies for sale. Uh, we have two domains, the MSP broker and the host broker. Um, and there are uh, uh, both types of opportunities in there. Uh, it's free to subscribe. And uh, our, our um, opportunities for MSPs really cover North America. Opportunities for hosting and infrastructure uh, are more global uh, in, in nature. Those transactions can be uh, done virtually more, more easily than a, an MSP can be. And so um, we, we're basically uh, putting buyers and sellers uh, together and um, uh, facilitating that transaction. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, that, uh, I think that's actually how we were introduced uh, was actually through a, um, an acquisition opportunity that uh, another business coach uh, that a good friend of mine referred me over to you probably you know, two, three years ago. 
yeah. and that's I think where the original introduction was. So uh, excellent. All right, so so tell me a little bit more about you know 2021. What are you guys doing on the marketing side? Anything new on that standpoint, uh, either on your M&A business or more specifically your, your marketing business? Yeah, so I mean, I think that the, you know, the evolution of, of um, marketing certainly has, has changed uh, you know, over the years and we're having to uh, adapt and, and have had to. I think that um, uh, you know, with COVID, uh, the challenge that, that everybody finds is, is that marketing has, to, has had to revert to uh, digital means and then that has created additional noise. And so how can we cut through that noise? And, and how can we do that better than other people? And I, I think that the answer is not to simply um, um, run more uh, email campaigns and, and kind of clutter up people's inboxes more, but, but to be uh, very uh, sort of laser focused. And so we're running uh, from a lead gen perspective, we're running um, teleprospecting programs for clients, which are um, uh, proving to be very effective. And we are also looking at uh, continuing, which is no, not really much different, but continuing the, the, um, the, the content work that we do, which is uh, helping with the SEO efforts. And, and again, uh, it, it, that's a sort of slow and steady uh, wins the race exercise and to um, uh, ensure that, that you know, our clients are differentiated based on, on uh, the, the value um, that they're providing, uh, value that they're providing through uh, the content that's being generated. So you know, I think that um, from a, a marketing perspective, uh, you know, those are the, the two areas of, of uh, focus. Um, we did recently, which might be of interest to some of your um, listeners, uh, launch a, a ROI calculator yeah. or um, MSPs, uh, which uh, allows you to, to sort of go in and, and play with some of your variables and also consider uh, your variables um, with respect to conversion rates. And, uh, uh, you know, perhaps uh, you have an existing cost per acquisition figures or cost per lead figures, and you can play around with, uh, with these and compare it to your industry peers. And we've posted that to our site under, um, so ebridgemarketingsolutions.com slash MSP dash ROI dash calculator. Uh, again, um, it's uh, ebridgemarketingsolutions.com slash MSP dash ROI dash calculator. And uh, you can uh, take a look at that. So that might be um, interesting. Um, on the, on the M&A side, uh, it's, it's been a tremendously active period. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's as a result of COVID or if it would have happened mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, what I can tell you is 2021 was uh, exceptionally busy from an M&A perspective, as was, and 2019 was, was also as well. I would say there's a, for us anyway, uh, a market difference uh, for 2019 and then into uh, 2020. Uh, I, I, it really, M&A really didn't, um, have much of an impact uh, or wasn't impacted uh, um, from COVID uh, from my perspective. Uh, a lot of it was uh, done virtually anyway. Um, the biggest challenge probably was in cases where people wanted to meet and felt like they, that was part of their, their due diligence process and now they weren't able to do that. And so there was a, certainly some hiccups and some getting used to and people perhaps were, were having to uh, you know, adjust their processes uh, around that, but but beyond that, it was a very busy period, and and 2021 uh, appears no different. It's uh, it's exceptionally uh, busy, uh, frankly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I saw the same thing. It's uh, 
I just think uh, I think the pandemic just pushed everything from an M&A standpoint for, for whatever reason. You know, it created some distress scenarios. So there's lots of good deals, but it also just fast forwarded some of the people that were thinking of getting out of the business in a couple of years. They just didn't want to deal with all the problems and the changes that uh, that COVID presented to the business owners. So uh, I agree with you. And I think uh, 2021, as you just said, is going to be very, very busy as well. So, um, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, one thing you brought up, I think is really important. I just want to come back and highlight this. Thank you for putting together that calculator. I think that's super cool. One big differentiator that I see from a coach's standpoint, I work with a lot of uh, a lot of MSPs all around North America that also work with other coaches or other organizations that do marketing like eBridge Marketing Solutions. And originally, I would say they're a dime a dozen, but what's different about what I see Heartland and Devin and, and the team at eBridge that you guys do is you, you track the results. It's all about results. You know, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many marketing companies say, oh, James, I have lots of impressions. You know, we're doing our part. You're just not converting. You know, good marketing messaging is, is converting those opportunities, uh, not just from a marketing qualified lead, but, you know, a, an MQL into an SQL, which sales qualified lead is a first time appointment. You know, you need to get those appointments, proposals, and closed deals in order for marketing to really, um, you know, really work. You know, that's what people ultimately want. So anyway, thank you for that. I know you guys are strong in that area. So if, if people want to get in touch with you in your organizations, Heartland, what, what's the best way people can reach out to you? So I will um, answer that with a couple of options because uh, I recognize my email address, especially on a podcast here, might be a little bit hard to transcribe, but it's, it's, it's Heartland with a, it's H-A-R-T-L-A-N-D at eBridge Marketing Solutions with an ask.com. So it's a bit of a long one. Um, if you want to reach us for, for any reason, uh, the, another one that's a little bit simpler is just info at thehostbroker.com. And it's, again, it's the, T-H-E, hostbroker.com. So either one of those will, uh, will come to me. And uh, even if it's marketing related, you can still, uh, if you find it easier, email at the, uh, the hostbroker domain. And uh, happy to chat with you. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, we are running our own uh, webinar series as well. And uh, you may wish to, to subscribe uh, to that and, and participate. Uh, we've got a, a research analyst uh, who we've known for a long, long time uh, coming up uh, next week, uh, industry uh, research analyst. So uh, he's, uh, he publishes paid research. And, uh, and, and if you have any questions, we're, we're Pacific time as well. Um, Hopefully that uh, that works for you. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And we'll we'll help drop some links out there to, to get in touch with uh, Heartland as well out on social media. So Heartland, thank you so much uh, for what you do for the channel. Uh, I've worked with you before, you're, um, you're a pro and I appreciate that and uh, excited to have you on the program today. So uh, have a great uh, have a great rest of the day and we will see you probably very soon at some of these upcoming virtual events, right? Like yours. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Awesome. All right, Harlan, take care. Thanks again. You too. Thanks, James. Take yep. care. Bye now. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.